the speed run of this podcast is now under 30 minutes. Yay! Wait, what? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening to Pixel Radio Commentary. I am Zach. I'm Carlo. I'm Evelyn. Christine. And who, boy, we have a lot to get into today. We have a lot to talk about. We so, really uh, shit's happened. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, where do you, I think I was going to say where do you even be, to even begin, except I'm not saying anything. Yeah, there's like, yeah, I, we have like, but you know, I think there is one really obvious place to begin, and it's the news that everyone's talking about. So, the Final Fantasy 14 patch notes. <laughs> yes, obviously. <sighs> Definitely uh, that one. I wish I could translate the face that I was making. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I, 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 your side does a pretty decent. <laughs> I want to like. I wish you could have like a picture attached to podcasts at certain points of time, just so you could feel the annoyance that was happening right there. That's why video podcasts are amusing too, because then you can see see the disgust in my eyes. Leave a review now, and you soon may get a video podcast from <laughs> Pixel Radio. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. All right. Yes, this news that everyone is talking about. Uh, Pokemon Go Community Day yesterday. Oh, oh. shit! God damn! <laughs> I moved at three. I, I thought you had something globally. for real to say. God, God <laughs> trolled twice. You got me. Yeah, them the, tricos. The troll within the troll. We we got a trollception. It's, that was a good setup. Was strong. We just yeah. we gotta good. go layers deep. Anyway, Stadia. Yeah, that's, that's what we're all talking everyone's about. Everyone's talking about Google Stadia right now. So uh, yeah, let's get into it. Let's. So Google Stadia. Google announced it. It's their game streaming service. Basically, it's. Well, go- it's not just streaming. It's <laughs> streaming and integration with YouTube for like content creation, and uh, it's it's like an entire platform, right? It's also yeah, uh, yeah, browser side. You know, lots of fun things. Yeah. Chromecast browser yeah i mean i mean you basically you basically can stream you're streaming games to any to most google devices or like browse chrome browser right i think that when people talk about streaming games the thing that always comes to mind first is like twitch oh i'm streaming this game but in this case that's not not what we're talking about so it's not we we should streaming up to twitch this is this is something very similar to something like PlayStation Now on Live was like a previous service like that. But you basically have a server in the the magical cloud, TM. Uh, Somewhere in the data centers of Amazon. No, it's Google. No, I know. I'm joking. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, maybe Google has a, has a data center in the Amazon. Yeah, very possible. That would be pretty funny. That would be pretty funny. Um, but like your game is basically running in in this in the magical internet, and it is being streamed to you. And your controller inputs are being transmitted back to the game, and you are basically playing a game remotely. You don't have a console. You don't have a high-powered computer. You are kind of depending on Google's uh, infrastructure to play and run these games. Yep. Um, a lot of it was, like, this was Project Stream before, right? Like, that was the uh, code name for the thing in December. I, I participated in that. Yeah, and that then was, uh, there was... Wow, that's crazy. And then, you know, some people have talked about how Game Pass for Microsoft is could one day be a similar thing, but it seems like Google is sort of attempting to I get can, ahead of the market a bit there. I can hear the Azure instances spinning up as, <laughs> as we speak. Yep. No I, comment. I think, we're going to be, <laughs> I think we're going to be seeing so much more of this over time. I think more and more people are going to be doing this whole kind of model. Well, I mean, I think... Th- 
it presents a very interesting opportunity, right? Like, if you look at the keynote and stuff they said, right, the amount of technology that's being put in this is kind of, like, staggering, right? And a lot of the stuff that they talk about, like, the amount of innovation you can build on top of a platform like Stadia, where all of your games are now running in the cloud, right? You can do multiplayer latency is, like, is like nothing there as long as your input latency is like fine and stuff, right? Yeah. But like that's actually the thing that I've been wondering most about. This is it's, like it's not bad. Like what kind of internet speeds do you need to have in order for this to so not be awful? For Project Stream, the minimum um, that Google would test with is twenty five. So you have twenty five megabytes 20 meg- per second. Megabits. Okay. Megabits. Fair. Megabits. Sorry. Because you know the world hates bits Hate and bytes. Bite. Yep. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's that's, weird. That's fine. Um, but. When you when you look at it from that from that perspective, right? Like, it's still not necessarily available to like rural areas, but pretty much anybody in the city should be able to hit this speed, even with like the maybe like second tier of internet or something. Yeah, uh, maybe more Google Fiber will exist. In that. <laughs> Perhaps, but like, uh, I I played it at my parents' house, and they don't have a great internet connection, like enough that Netflix stutters sometimes, and. I I didn't play flawlessly. There was still a, bu- t- a bunch of frame drops and stutters, like, you know, every maybe, like, you know, 10, 10, 15 minutes or so. Like, but nothing too crazy. And this was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and the input lag felt, like, I, it felt fine. Like, I was able to play the game perfectly fine. I think it was locked to 30 frames a second for that test. So, um, it, it, it looked pretty good. Hmm. Hmm. It did remind me a little bit of, like, watching a YouTube video as I'm playing. Yeah. Uh, but just like a little bit grainy, a little bit of that kind of a, a little bit, bit of, of a little bit of the compression. You can you definitely notice it. So that'll I wonder how that'll affect certain multiplayer games. Like you know there are people in you know, let's say you know Siege or stuff like that yeah. who are super high level who are like, oh yeah, I need a certain amount of hertz. I need a certain amount of frame rate. I need this kind of thing, or I'm not going to be able to to yeah. actually play it that well. And it's like I don't think that we can say or assume that this is going to replace really serious absolutely for sure Uh, i I think i think they even came out like uh and said that like no this is not meant to replace that and i don't think you know the point of it is i think the point of it's to broaden the game market right yeah yeah um the thing that makes it troubling is this whole thing right is the fact that stadia is a platform and your console has now become the cloud and that means you now literally don't own your console yeah, um, you don't own your yeah. games. You don't own your games. So, like, on one hand, you have this uh, enabling of, like, development APIs and stuff. Like, you can, like, get somebody's screen in your game, and, like, that depends totally on Stadia, right? That depends you being on Stadia. So if you build a game around that, like, mechanic, you have to be on Stadia. What Does that mean that you can't necessarily make that same game for Xbox or PlayStation or Switch or a similar game, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then on top of that, yeah, like you don't own your games anymore. What happens if Stadia goes down and you can't play your games? Yeah. Right? You don't have like, I mean. This is uh, one of the big criticisms when we were first transitioning from physical games to digital downloads of games. But even then, like if your internet goes down, if you only have a download of Skyrim, you can still play it. Even if you're not connected to the the internet, as long as you've downloaded the bits. This is is, from EA. Yeah, this is full on. (laughs) But no, but this is full on. You yeah, don't have access. On, if always you don't. online by necessity. Yeah. Yep. Not by choice or by oh, it happens. convenience. Convenience. It, it's like no. Or by a developer just being like, we want you online all the time. Thanks, Ubisoft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I will say I don't 
when I was talking with multiplayer, I'm less thinking about, oh, it's going to replace it for the hardcore gamers. Yeah. But like, oh, you know, oh. I would like to like, let's say, oh, I want to play Siege on Stadia. And I could do that. I just, you know, I'm, I feel I feel like it's going to be really different for somebody yeah. playing on Stadia versus people who are playing on their PC when that is like that is such a serious market. It's going to really broaden and, it because it takes away like. But like if you if you take it, take the ticket this way. Right. And and maybe this is just me mulling some thoughts around. But if you look at how like Fortnite runs right now, like I, what was it? This I, If I just remember recently, the Switch multiplayer like for Fortnite like Fortnite on the Switch just Stop. got sorry <laughs> uh, just like slamming this like thing on the ground um but basically there's a uh in Fortnite it's now part of the mobile queue like you're not playing against Xbox PC or PS4 players anymore if you're playing on the Switch and that's due to the frame rate issues and due to the compatibility issues right yeah now take something like Siege where if you're not playing against people that aren't on like a normal PC and you're only playing against like a Stadia only queue, it'd probably be fine. You'd probably have actually like much better latency and hit detection than potentially people it, that are playing normally. Yeah, prob if you're only with that group, yeah, because there's no difference in connection. You're all just playing on the same I mean, server. And that but yeah, basically on that and then but even then the game that's communicating each other is like communicating literally on the same machine. Mm -hmm. So it, it's moving you know, that latency is amazing. It, but it's it's really hard to say whether you know you could implement something like that without cutting your player base. Right? Yes, I just have a lot of trouble imagining what the latency between you and the server. It just seems like that is going to be. I when you think about games where there's an online connection, but you're still playing yeah. like on your machine. Yeah, and how much weird rubber banding and like weird leg that you can experience with the other players yeah. which is really annoying but at least your character is doing what you're telling it to do because it's there on your machine it's just like the latency between you and the server seems like it's gonna be a huge problem for this it feels and like like people say it is but like i and then again i can only go from the experience that i've had with project stream but like when i moved my controller it felt responsive and it's weird i don't i can't i can't explain to you like how they figured that out i just it's so hard to imagine that it being is. a good no, experience it, i really want to try it so it, that i can be like oh my god they've done this amazing thing that i didn't think would be possible it's super crazy because like yeah i've been talking to my coworkers who's like i just can't believe you can the internet's fast enough that you can stream bits of like every frame of a game you know at 4k 60 fps it's, and that's like crazy it's crazy yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if this... I think there's a lot of concerns that I have, but the nice thing is if this does work and it, it works is. really well, then it's like... It opens a whole new audience to the game industry. Yeah. And, games and, market. and also it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, so many games, especially, you know, a lot of a lot of games for the PC now or the, the when they come out for the PC, they require pretty hefty system requirements. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing where it's like... It's getting harder and harder, especially with graphics cards, like being as expensive as they are. It's harder and harder to enter that market at that high. Yeah. And it's harder to build a point, PC yeah. because everyone's buying all the high quality CPUs for Bitcoin mining. Yeah. Like that, that actually <laughs> still hasn't stopped, which is crazy. Yeah. So um, I, if this can remove some of the dependency on having these like giant powerhouse systems, that's pretty cool. And from a cheating perspective, like this fixes a lot. Yeah. 
It yeah. is because then the only thing you can send to the server is your controller. You can't, you're not be able, you can't read memory, you can't do aimbots. Like you have to read the screen, which is so much harder. Interesting. Oh, right? I, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I That's you were a really good point. About, like some sort of other type of cheating, not like actually. No, actual, no, no, yeah. actual on the hacking level, like, like. Because you, you can't modify you, all, your yeah, copy all, of the game. All yeah. you, and all you're doing, right? You can't hit the actual servers. You're like, you have to communicate. The game is like totally enclosed within the Stadia network. So you're like, it's a fair level playing field. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy and unprecedented. But at the same time, then you're, again, you're all dependent on Google not killing this off like a chat messaging system in like yeah. six months. I, I think another thing that I'm a little worried about with it is... So very much what this is, is kind of like, it's the Spotify of games. And Spotify has not really done great for the artists. It's done pretty well for Spotify. It has not done great for the artists who are on it. They're not like, they're not getting... And we're already reaching a critical point of, of like weirdness when it comes to layoffs and stuff now. Yeah. Especially with the new, especially with, with you think that with the way that... uh the game industry has been trending to games as a service there would be more need for these developers to stay on to like support their game that's not the case yeah any definitely not the case there are way more layoffs than there ever have been before yeah for sure it's been it's been very much quite the opposite where we've we've been seeing way more of that kind of cost cutting measures coming through and I I worry about that a little bit. And now that said, it will be interesting to see what it costs a to subscribe. Carl, I'm gonna buy you a fidget spinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 a cube. Fidget spinners are loud. Too loud. <laughs> You've been one of my other backpacks. Um, but so you have like I wonder how much D is gonna be right, and then how yeah. much for a developer, how much it's gonna cost to develop on stadia yeah right I mean, if it's if it's free to develop on stadia and you can just like do it yeah if you can just port it over then yeah great but it's it is a concern where you have like i i can't Which, imagine they would if they make it cost more than like 60 bucks a month for a certain amount of games yeah a lot of people won't sign up because now, that's like most people don't buy more than a game or the two the other month. weird thing is what happens if the service stadia is free and then you can yeah. just buy thirty dollar games and you have a game library. Yep. Right? And that'll be a subscription well. service. Because like like you look at the integration with like YouTube and stuff, like I wonder how this is gonna happen for like demos or like that weird save state craziness. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, load the state that you're that the streamer you're watching was in so you can play the moment. Like that's like weird fucking shit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's kind of interesting, though, that you could, in theory, jump into the same point as, like, a stream. Yeah. Like, in your game. Like, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. <sighs> and there's a whole bunch of things where, like, the integration with YouTube, I think, is going to be a huge deal for a lot of people. It's going to be a huge deal for YouTube as a streaming service. Yeah. Mm. Like, that's massive. Because, think about it, like, um, going back to the technological part of it, right? You, as a streamer now, you don't need a good internet connection to fucking stream. Nope. You don't need a good internet connection to stream that 60 frames per second, like for like 1080p, 1440p, right? Normally, you would need at least like three megabits up, five megabits up to to get a good stream out. And two separate PCs, because you're going to uh, you're usually streaming yourself and the stuff. You have to record and stream and play yeah, on the same if, thing. If, most... you want, if you want to do it, ideally you have two PCs, but D most people have like no, capture cards and absolutely. stuff, Absolutely, right? and that's the the thing where a lot of it, now or that you're you just don't, running OBS. Yeah, now that you don't have to do that 
for at least with this, that's going to be a, your I, quality of like video streaming is going to be way, way higher. Yeah, definitely. I, I think so. It's going to be really interesting. Will you be able to stream to Twitch is the real question. I'm sure that they're going to integrate with everything. Well, probably not Twitch because that's what I'm they saying. Hate each other. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, because yeah, Amazon is trying to do something similar. Like Amazon Games are hiring like crazy and stuff like that. So let me know when they create a good game engine. Oh, it's not gonna happen for a yeah. while. But I think they're trying to do something similar. I think they're gonna try and do their their AWS game thing, where it's a game streaming and probably. Take a they, lot of. They have that like MMO coming out, which is like super weird, and no one cares. It's like, it's, 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 <laughs> I've never even heard. It's, of it's this. a Rust-like MMO. Yeah, oh, I've, God. from what oh. I've heard is that <laughs> I like how it's like it goes like MMO. I haven't heard of like oh Rust. Ew. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> that game not good. <laughs> no, but not, like not, none of the games that are like that are good either. Yeah, I mean, there's really. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that's that. Ugh. I think also <laughs> people are just sick of giving Bezos more money. So. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> I mean, I'll give him money over the ARC developers. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that too. Oof. It is really interesting to see what's going to come out of the other gaming platforms over the next couple of months. Like, uh, Microsoft uh, has been really successful with um, putting games on other platforms, unlike everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Being well, like I was happy before to we do transition it. into that. I wanted to talk real quick about um, we touched on. Um, Game Pass. Game Pass earlier. Yep. So it's on, how, and Xbox Live is on Android now, right? Is that was that along with it? Um. Or was was those two different announcements? No, they're two different. Announcements. Okay. So, like, what Microsoft is doing with Game Pass seems kind of similar, directionally to what Google has announced here. Yeah. So it's going to be a like, like the gaming industry since the beginning of time. We're all fighting to get there first, and yeah, it'll be really oh well. Now it's sort of who's fighting to get there first and best because it's like, oh, I'm doing this first. But if you're first and you're not that great, people will be like, well, I guess I'm just going to go play Division 2 instead of Anthem because Anthem kind of sucks. <laughs> but sometimes what? these things Okay, come so back. I just had a moment that like sent chills down my spine. Uh-oh. He's not um, even kidding. Uh, no, yeah, bumps. <laughs> Literally. Um, so I just thought of something that Firefox does. Um, Firefox with VR headsets currently can stream video to a VR headset like an Oculus, and you don't need a strong graphics card or whatever not for that. If you don't need a strong graphics card to send VR, like good quality VR, to a VR headset, what point is Google just going to come out with like a VR headset that's like completely wireless, and you have your controller, right, and you can just be anywhere in the world as long as you have a Wi-Fi connection and play a game? Yeah. And Google already is sort of one of the big three players in VR stuff with the... No, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's yeah. probably not far away. No, no, that, that, that would take, and that would take the VR headset cost way down to a consumer level because you don't need a powerful graphics card to run yep. that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you'd be play, you would be able to play games at a high fidelity. So you would be able to get that good experience. Yeah, it would... I mean, that would change the VR landscape VR, pretty AR, dramatically. Yeah. All right, well... We were you were briefly talking about what Microsoft was doing with Game Pass. Carlo briefly touched yeah. on the Microsoft stuff coming to other platforms. So yeah, so let's get into that. Let's, let's talk let's about talking fucking about Halo. That. Yeah, Halo coming <laughs> to Steam. So Halo Reach is coming to Steam. Yep, the Master Chief <laughs> Collection. Halo Reach and... is so good. Oh my goodness, I'm excited about I love this. Halo Reach. Uh, yeah, it's coming out piecemeal over the next year. 
Something like that. Like they're coming out with like each game individually and like with multiplayer and everything, which is actually pretty yeah. amazing. It's interesting that uh, we've talked about this a little bit before, but it's really interesting to see Microsoft do the exact opposite of what they've done for the entirety of time. Well, yeah. also just like be like, hey, and be yeah, the only ones who do it. Yeah, being more open with their big name IP, with the IP, with yeah, with really the, their the IP gaming that IP. we all thought was going to come to like Game Pass and be an, a Game Pass exclusive, instead comes out on Steam. Yeah, That's it's so weird. cool. But it's like it kind of pushes again the whole sense that Microsoft is trying to push services out and be less of a platform and more be attached to every other platform. Yeah, and from my selfish perspective of not really enjoying playing console games, uh, <laughs> fuck yeah, like, come on, Microsoft, put out more stuff on Steam. This yeah. is great. <laughs> no, it's it's super it's super cool. It's this kind of thing where it's like, we talk, again, we talked about this a little bit on a previous podcast, but it's like this weird thing where it feels like in a way we're coming to an end of like console wars i guess the war is not the right way to put it but like it seems like a lot of people are just sort of like eh. we we've just evolved yeah we're sort of not like the console isn't important anymore no i mean we we've evolved in like the worst way possible yeah we are now in the in the storefront wars Uh, yeah i was i was gonna say the exact same thing what a pain in the ass you're not wrong and number because now now that everything is a pc right yeah because like Fucking Xbox is a PC. A fucking PlayStation might as well be a PC. Switch. Uh, nah, Switch, a Switch is, still, is a mobile listen, device. Nintendo Switch is doing is its own fucking like thing, it. and it always will. Yeah, <laughs> I always have. It's uh, Except apparently put Nintendo games on their own fucking console. Um, well, fine. Fine. listen, Nintendo's going to Nintendo. That is the only rule with Nintendo is if it makes sense, they're probably not going to do it. Well, at least they finally put Mario Maker 2 out. Or, like, Ooh, it's coming. About it. It's coming. Um, all right, wrapping back, that, back around, but, yeah, it's like... We are now we are now in like a world of like exclusives, store yeah. exclusives. Like everything, EA Apex Legends is or on Origin exclusively. Five thousand other indie games and like a bunch of other cool like weird so previously Sony exclusives are now Epic Store exclusives on PC. Yep, it's like, or it's the thing of like they they'll come to all the different platforms after they'll come, a year. Yeah, after you know six months of or whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a weird. The thing is, thing like, now. it's not. It's it wasn't as ubiquitous because like, Tomb Raider did that right for a while. Yeah, I mean, it, and Destiny did that with PlayStation. So it's yeah. it, it, to some degree. There's always been this degree of, look, we're coming out on all the different platforms, but you can get it here first. But it just it there is something that feels different about it when it's just a storefront. When it's just like Epic throwing their Fortnite money around. Yeah. Like, that's what it really feels like. Yeah. And it's like they're taking a lot of these cool games that, like, like sat- like Satisfactory is now an Epic Store exclusive, which is, like, crazy. It's, it sucks. It does. It really exclusive. sucks. Stop that. It's like, like, and, I, and the Epic Store is a piece of garbage. It seems like we were finally getting away from that with consoles. Like, we're yeah. finally getting more and more and more cross-platform games, and now we're just back in the same shitty yeah. place we already were before. And like, I'm going to... I'm gonna and this is where I'm going to like actually complain to the community here because like the community right now has like complained largely about Steam's inability to create a fucking decent catalog of games you know we and then because like if you look at Steam now there's just a lot of shit a lot of fucking garbage it's like the fucking days of the Xbox Live Arcade all over again Um, 
But it didn't used to be like that. It used to be we had only had decent games on Steam and they had sales and stuff. But like, guess what? We didn't want that because it was harder for our indie games to get on Steam. And so then Steam came out with something called Greenlight, which was a relative, I guess, success, but not really because people hated it because it was still too hard. Depends on your definition of success. Yeah, but it was still too hard to get games. So like, Valve's like, all right, let's just open it for everyone. And then now we're here. And now there's just like shovelware for days and days and days. I'm like, we asked for this to some degree. And now we're like looking for another store to basically do like the same thing. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what's really frustrating with me about the store stuff is that it's like you have to really think a lot more about where your game is. Like, I want to play this game. Okay. Do I play it on this one or do I play it on this one? Which one is the one that has the the code? Like, have I leveled up quite? Like, ah, uh, I don't remember which one is the one that I have to get this game on. Whereas, like, it, to the console wars credit, there was never really a question about that. Like, it was yeah. like, look, this is Mario's going to be on Nintendo. Master Chief is going to be on Xbox. Except it's done, <laughs> but I mean, that's fucking yeah. done now. Yeah, but like, and then when you think about it, what happens when you have a game like? destiny 2 and its developers decide to break away from activision and say we're buying our game back yeah are they still going to be on Battle.net? <sighs> it's all a mystery <laughs> <Yeah>. who knows <laughs> that is by far the most frustrating thing to me it's like i would like this game where do i get this game i have to google where to buy a game that's it's not supposed to be like that don't make me do that <laughs> And then, like, a lot of these stores, again, are it's, like, because they're fighting with exclusives and not based on the fact that they're a decent game store front. It's just, it's, like, super frustrating. It it's, is. like, it just sucks. Yeah. Filling up my PC with just Garb- more, with more crap. garbage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It takes so nope. fucking long to boot up if you don't turn all that stuff off, because... Like, oh, yeah. Also, by default, so when you're, like, we're open on launch. No. Yes. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, it's really annoying. Got to get our engagement numbers up. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, so I think like in terms of the last piece of news I can think of, at least, is like we were saying about Nintendo doing its own thing and their indie mm. game thing, where they're just like going full on. They had their indie spring showcase yeah. that was just like Mario Maker Two. Yeah, but then also yeah. they're just like, oh yeah, by the way, Cuphead's coming. We've got like all these other indie games that we're gonna show off, and it was like. Uh, most of these look fine. Some of them, I'm like, this looks really cool. And then it's like, oh yeah. Also, we uh, we gave our IP to a rhythm game. So there's a Zelda rhythm I mean, game coming. It's not coming. just a rhythm game. No, it is it, <laughs> Crypt of the Necrodancer. Crypt of the Necrodancer. It's a big deal, has, but it has like a hundred percent like like rating on Steam. It's because it's, it's ridiculous. so good. It is. I love that game. Oh my gosh! Like yeah, like. Cadence of Hyrule, it looks gorgeous. Also, it's just like, uh, you have the wonderful theming, you have like the beautiful music that has like the Zelda, like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just like. No, I mean, so I remember excited. when I was watching that trailer, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I've never played Crypt of the Necrodancer. So I was yeah. like, oh, this is kind of interesting. It's like, this world looks kind of Hyrule-esque. Like this, I wonder what this is. It's like a rhythm game that with like Legend of Zelda. I was like, what? And it is a rhythm game. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Like, if you if you haven't played Crypt of the Necrodancer, it's like a fun sort of like rogue like. I mean, yeah, it's a rogue like where you base you know your movements on the rhythm of the song you're playing, yeah, and, and you of course, base, and you you actually yeah. do more. You like 
you can only really attack on based on the beats exactly right, and, and you do like more damage if you time it perfectly yeah then like you that. and you have like other other enemies are moving to the beat as well so you have to like dodge them and kind of predict everyone has like set attack patterns and stuff like that yeah uh, it's a really cool game um the soundtrack for that game is arguably the most fantastic thing about it and you can also use your own soundtrack yeah too. but like so like they released two for the original game they released two versions of the original soundtrack on no. top of the original one like some guy did a metal version of the soundtrack and you can <laughs> play with it it is a fucking amazing the electronic one is also a fucking amazing. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like... But now it's like Zelda? Yeah, that's the thing. Now that's the thing Zelda? that's crazy to me. So it's not even just a reskin. It's like a completely full game. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing where we're just talking about, you know, Microsoft and what they're doing with their IP. And, you know, Nintendo has honestly been harsher with their IP for the most part. Oh, by far. Uh, but, than but basically anyone. I mean, you know, like, yeah. you've had, like, Link show up as, like, a guest in Soul Calibur or something, but that's about it. And But, but I, we kind of we called this, right, once, like, the mobile true. game started coming out. Like, Fire Emblem Heroes is probably the biggest indicator of Nintendo, like, being convinced that, hey... <laughs> giving our IP out makes us a lot of fucking money, guys. Yeah, it's true. Like, enough money that we have to tell them to stop making money. Yeah, I mean, what's really interesting as well is is it really an indie game anymore? Yes. Like, it, I mean, it's still, like, obviously <laughs> what, indie okay. development, but it's what like is, Nintendo is literally supporting their whole deal. What is AAA these days? Yeah, I guess that's fair. I, guess that's oh, a fair I actually question. read a fucking article, and this pissed me off. Someone was like, it's not a, uh, we now have a new class of games, a quadruple-A game. Wait, what? Which was like, like I guess, like the Call of Duties of the world or some crazy dumb thing. I was like, no, that's, shut up, you're stupid. But then I thought <laughs> about, like, AAA has no definition anymore. You have It's very hard to say what is a AAA game in today's day and age. Yeah. A lot of these indie games look like they are on the level of these AAA games. It's true. Like, yeah. Well... I guess also I think part of the answer too for that is like how many hours of gameplay really is there yeah. for a lot of these. So it's like a lot of like, you know, indie games, even if they're more successful, end up being like, you know, six-ish hours of like gameplay for if yeah. they have a story. And like, that is amazing. That's actually part of why I love indie games so much. But, you know, and then you have like a lot more triple gay games are almost always going to be, you know, like 30 or so hours at least. Like a lot of them I've been seeing, like, like game times have gone down a lot, like a lot of games are like 20 hours now versus like you know the the giant rpgs of the world okay i guess there are some 20 hour games like, like. <laughs> but, but like as in but as in like it's hard to say like those games right like yeah even something like near right which i wouldn't call triple a mm-hmm. was only like if you played through the whole thing like 24 25 hours at most and that's like that's like kind of a short game by today's standards now yeah, I mean, uh, like, I've played a few games, like, during the whole of, like, Extra Life before. Yeah. Like, I was able to do Odyssey, yeah. like, in one sitting during that. So. Odyssey's an hour now. <laughs> <laughs> sub hour. Uh, who did the sub hour, by the way? I, I don't remember. Uh, like, yeah, so, yeah, like, Odyssey got sub hour completion speed run. How? Congrats to whoever did that. Is. That's That's been a big barrier for a while where people were like, it's not possible to be sub hour. This and then they did brain. it. So that's awesome. I mean, if you want something that hurts your brain even more. No. Somebody, before, before Sekiro came out, somebody did an entire run through of all the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne and Demon Souls. Without in, taking a hit. In one sitting. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why? People are <laughs> ridiculous. People want to murder themselves. People are ridiculous. 
like it just got crazier with each thing oh, you add on. So top of uh, it. we actually have two sub hours. Wait, did it just? Did, is this like breaking news? Uh, I'm looking at the speedrun archive right now. We have Nikraveda did it, uh, and I'm trying to figure out when, but he did. What is the number? Fifty nine, fifty nine, and then the other one is also fifty nine, fifty nine. So we have tied for first with two people who have sub hour. Well, they, they, I don't have the milliseconds in there. I I'm trying to get to it. It's I'm it's hard on mobile. I'll oh, yeah. we'll, we'll figure that out later. Anyway, yeah. So two sub hours. That's a big deal. But yeah, like the game, the game industry is weird now. I don't know. Just yeah. give me indies or give me death. <laughs> oh, I've got so many just on my wish list on Switch. Just so many indies that are, I've just queued up and I'm like, what to do next? There are some it's I'm very much. excited about. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that sort of covers the, the news for this session, guys. So it was a lot of news. It's a lot of news. There's definitely wow. a lot. The future of video games is weird. <laughs> Man, stuff's happening. Like, just different. You, have you ever like seen that sort of like brightness that kind of seems unsettling? Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's what it <laughs> Getting is. Getting existential. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, check us out on iTunes. I was gonna say Steam. I don't know why I was gonna say. Oh, Steam. we're on Steam now. We're on Steam. Yeah, we're, I know we're, we're, we're just we're not joining. Steam supporting podcasts. iTunes, now? Google Play, oh, that'd be all, interesting. Of, all of your favorite podcasts. Download so. the Pixel Radio. <laughs> can't um, it's five. Times. Not now. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.